0: Hello, Social Addicts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hello, Social Addicts podcast. I hope you're well. My name's Joe Sweeney, Content Marketing Manager at Make Me Reach and the host of this podcast. Well, today we've got an exciting episode for you and one that I think you're going to find very interesting the gdpr has been the hot topic of this year and now we're over two months into this brave new world so may the 25th rolled around and we all received a barrage of emails asking us to opt into all sorts of things but since then what has really happened has the general data protection regulation actually changed anything for the way marketers market or is it really business as usual More specifically, looking at social media and social advertising, what's changed? To get a clearer picture on the market as a whole, I once again spoke to Matthias Matthiessen of IAB Europe. Now, if you are a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll know that we did an interview with Matthias a few months ago prior to the GDPR coming in. But we thought it'd be great to have him come back and ask him a few questions two months down the line about what's really changed. So I hope you do enjoy the episode. Here we go. Okay, so I'm here with Matthias Matthiessen of IAB Europe, Director of Privacy and Public Policy. How is it going, Matthias? Uh, It's going well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. Um, So, as I just said, we are over two months into this brave new world of GDPR. And just wanted to talk to you about the changes that we've seen happen and, and um and how the market has responded. So I guess Matthias, my first question would be pretty broad, would you say GDPR has actually made much of a difference in online advertising yet?
1: It should have made a difference. And I think it is fair to say that many companies have invested significant resources in adapting their privacy policies and their products and services to make sure they comply with the GDPR. Uh, Perhaps many of those changes are not directly visible to consumers. Uh, There are exceptions to it. Some websites and apps have changed the way they provide information to you, how they request consent from you, and uh, ensure uh, that you have control over how your data is used. Uh, Some services are no longer even available in Europe, presumably because the benefits of being accessible from Europe do not outweigh the costs of achieving compliance. Um, On the business side, reportedly the GDPR has resulted in uh, programmatic ad buying plummeting overnight on May 25th, and um, by now it's made a rather miraculous recovery. And I think the jury is still out on whether that is because between that plummeting and that recovery the necessary changes have happened or buyers are taking a little bit of a
0: risk. And I know Matthias we talked last time um, on on the interview about the fact that a lot of businesses didn't really know what it takes to comply um, or if they were going to be compliant on the 25th. Would you say there are still a lot of cases out there where People are confused about whether they are complying.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that many companies are still confused about how to comply with the GDPR. And frankly speaking, it is not entirely uh, their their fault. Um, the law isn't particularly clear. It's complicated, and the regulators are unfortunately not always helping with making things clearer. Um, I think another issue might be that European companies, in particular, in my experience, don't have full-time data protection uh, professionals advising them. Um, there is mm-hmm. a lot of bad advice out there, um, you know, with with you know consultants and 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 whatnot, who who really don't have a lot of experience in data protection. Right. But as I said the last time, and I think that still holds true, it wasn't a race that ended on May. 25th uh, compliance with data protection law does require a continuous effort so even if a company feels that they haven't gotten it right by now um, it's still important that they keep working at it
0: you mentioned a little bit before you know s- some changes in in advertising practices and in the way people collect data in terms of policies on websites that sort of thing um What sort of other changes? Are there other examples you're seeing of changes in advertising practice?
1: I think the biggest one is that companies are trying to have more in hand to know that uh, transparency has been provided, that consents have been obtained, you know, the, the type of things that the IB Europe transparency and consent framework, for example, was intended to. Um, to address. I, I think that is one of the biggest changes, sort of those overtly visible perhaps. Um, you can go around and you, you can notice how consent is being requested and information is being provided in a little bit more of a standardized way. It's still fragmented mm-hmm. but if you look sort of under the hood, you will be able to see a lot more standardization than before. Sure. Um, so I I think that's the most visible and, and and the rest will likely be boring legal things um, like right. contracts and data protection agenda and, and so on.
0: Sure. So it's not always sort of visible to the consumer or end user, but there's a lot going on under the surface. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. And then sort of more focused on on brands in your opinion are are the change you know just looking at the market in a in general sense are the changes from brands sufficient you know are brands doing it correctly or are there ones that are really still missing a lot
1: i don't think i could speak to specific brands or or uh, you know say that say that they uh need to need to do things radically different. I think what is important to to note is that <clears throat> brands and other advertisers are not excluded from many of the responsibilities which we think perhaps more about as something that publishers ought to do. But I I feel mm-hmm. like when comparing the user experience on publishing um websites or or other services that are not by brands but you know selling ads um, ad funded services they've done things a little bit differently and perhaps are a little bit farther along than many brands and I would I would just urge them to uh, consider that perhaps they're, they're not so different from from many publishers in that respect
0: and then you mentioned this a little earlier in um... In the interview, but looking specifically at foreign businesses with operations in Europe, there have been a few examples, as you mentioned, of whether it's US businesses or businesses from other places in the world ceasing operations in Europe, citing the GDPR mainly. Is that an overreaction or is that a, is that a fair reaction to to this new legislation?
1: It's really difficult to say whether it is an overreaction, <clears throat> fair reaction, or whether it is you know. Um, A decision that is justified and in many cases that might just be a simple you know cold hard economic decision if you are a service like the LA times for example i believe is an example of uh, of of a website that is no longer accessible from Mm -hmm. from europe i believe it's trunk the publisher and um if you just look at your audience and there is a extremely tiny minority of your total audience that accesses your service from europe and the revenue from that audience is just in no relation to the cost of achieving compliance then i can absolutely understand why you would make the decision to simply no longer be available in in europe if the decision to stay behind uh, or to stay out of of europe is because the Business practices um, make it too difficult to comply or because uh, they have concerns about their ability uh, to comply. It's very hard to say because a lot of it would depend on enforcement and, you know, anybody's, it's anybody's guess what that is going to be, um, what it's going to be looking like. Perhaps it was a great, great idea to stay out because enforcement is very rigorous, um, perhaps Perhaps, um, you know, um, you could have just gone and, 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 and figured things out as you go.
0: And yeah, speaking of enforcement, um, that was kind of the big fear leading up to 25th of May that all of a sudden there was going to be these fines handed out left, right and center. Have there been any big examples of, of fines so far?
1: As far as I am aware, there has not yet been a fine under the GDPR. We've had reports about a number of fines that have been levied against companies in breach of uh, data protection law that came after May 25th, but the breach of the law uh, happened before the GDPR entered into force, so those fines are actually still under the old data protection law. I Believe right. the commissioner for justice, uh, Vera Yurova, in a statement, has said that she believes that by the end of the year we will have seen our
0: first GDPR type fine. Okay, well, watch out for it. <laughs> and yeah, kind of focusing on social advertising, but I guess this this refers to online advertising in general. We've seen some of the networks, for example, Facebook. Removing some targeting options for advertisers, like for example, partner categories where third party data could be integrated. For online advertisers out there, do they, in this new world, do they just kind of need to get used to having less targeting options or not? I guess is the question.
1: Fundamentally, I don't believe that there is anything that has happened before the 25th of May lawfully that could no longer be done under the GDPR lawfully as well. Uh, The Mm -hmm. difference is going to be how difficult it is to do it, right? Um, So perhaps the standard and and, uh, the hoops you need to jump through are going to be a little bit more difficult, but it shouldn't be impossible or outright illegal to do so now if it has been legal before. But that could translate... uh, you know, perhaps in the short term um, until we have figured out the best way of jumping through those new hoops in less targeting options. Or perhaps Mm -hmm. also in the longer term because certain categories of data are just considered to be a little bit
0: too risky. And kind of a final question, Matthias, um, would be just sort of summing this up. After two months, some things have happened, but if we're looking out to the end of the year, um maybe the next 6 months what what further things do you expect to see whether that be from fines like you mentioned or actions taken on on um publishers bahams or or whatever just looking out 6 months what do you expect to see i i don't really think that that much is going to happen
1: this year still i think the burden for bringing investigations and certainly finishing investigations um, is, is rather high. So six months seems like a very short period of time to do so. But I will say that I am hoping that we are not going to have to wait too long for some sort of enforcement. And the reason I say that is that companies have invested a lot in their compliance and much of what you do to comply with the law cuts from under this um, well-known and the infamous race to the bottom and Mm -hmm. the law is simply not worth the paper it's printed on if it's not being enforced Mm -hmm. and if you don't enforce the law you are essentially punishing those who have done their best to comply with it who are now in the market with with a competitive disadvantage because they have done the right thing. So I'm, I feel quite strongly that bad actors uh, should be picked out and um, you know, brought, uh, brought to justice, if you will, uh, but certainly brought on the right track uh, so that it is clear that the race to the bottom that we've had in the advertising industry, perhaps for way too long, is a thing of the past. And if you continue, uh, you, you, you will
0: get slapped on the hands. Okay, very interesting stuff. We'll keep an eye out for what happens. Thank you so much for your time, Matthias. Glad to be back and thank you. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So that was my follow-up interview with Matthias Matthiessen of IAB Europe on the GDPR two months in. Do hope you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it for your marketing and advertising going forward. Another place you can get all sorts of insights for your social advertising is on our blog at blog.makemereach.com. And did you know that we run a Facebook Live every Friday afternoon, Central European Time, to keep you updated on all the latest in social advertising. Sometimes we even dive into a particular theme. To make sure you never miss it, follow us on Facebook. Just search Make Me Reach on Facebook and follow us, and you'll get those notifications when we do go live. Otherwise, have a fantastic week. Happy campaigning, social addicts.